Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Tonight, a decisive win for abortion rights in Kansas. Voters turn out in record numbers. President Biden calls the result a powerful signal. What it means for November's midterms. Election results from around the country are in. Former President Trump keeps his hold on the GOP as election deniers win in several states. Deadly crash. A Republican congresswoman and two of her staff members killed in a head-on collision in Indiana. We'll have the latest details. Kentucky's flooding disaster. Waters begin to recede as we get a closer look at hard-to-reach areas and the devastation left behind. Severe weather, thunderstorms moving into the Midwest while the Northeast braces for dangerous heat. U.S.-China fallout. A defiant House Speaker Nancy Pelosi leaves Taiwan as Beijing responds on multiple fronts, military drills and economic sanctions. Monkeypox outbreak. Cases in the U.S. are doubling every five to seven days, and now a major U.S. city will run out of vaccines by the end of the day. Live golfers teeing off on the PGA Tour. Phil Mickelson and 10 other players file an antitrust lawsuit after being banned for joining the Saudi-backed league. Hail of a storm, a scary incident as grapefruit-sized ice balls smash vehicles in Canada. High fly ball into right field, she is gone! And remembering Vin Scully, who called some of the greatest moments in sports history. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening to our viewers in the West. Thank you for joining us. I'm Major Garrett in for Nora. We begin tonight with a resounding victory for abortion rights in Kansas, where voters there rejected a ballot measure that would have eliminated state constitutional protections for the procedure. Voters turned out in droves with numbers on par with a general election. At the White House, President Biden said Republicans, quote, don't have a clue about the power of American women. Last night in Kansas, they found out, unquote. The president also signed an executive order aimed at making it easier for women seeking abortions to travel between states to obtain care. Election results from five states showed former President Trump remains highly influential in the Republican Party, with several 2020 election deniers winning. CBS's Ed O'Keefe will have more on that part of the political story in just a moment. But CBS's Caitlin Huey-Burns will start us off 
from Kansas. Caitlin, good evening. Good evening, Major. Well, those results surprised many on the ground here in Kansas because it's a conservative state. Donald Trump won here by nearly 15 points in 2020, and Republicans control the state legislature with a supermajority. But voter turnout broke records and sent a message heard around the country. In conservative Kansas, an unlikely victory for abortion rights. I'm super proud to be from Kansas tonight. Voters rejected a measure that would have removed abortion protections from the state constitution, which would have paved the way for the Republican legislature to enact further restrictions. And what was at stake was our constitutional rights and our freedom. Anti-abortion rights groups say this is just a setback. Our resolve has never been stronger than in this very moment. The results were decisive, with 59% voting to keep current abortion rights in place reflective of the national mood. The CBS News Battleground Tracker shows 56% of voters disapprove of the Supreme Court decision overturning Roe v. Wade. It's a dynamic activists are hoping translates to other states. We need to be able to have conversations uh, with people who disagree with us, but share the common goal of protecting people's personal autonomy, their constitutional rights to make these decisions for themselves. In November, Kentucky will have a similar ballot question, and Montana will have a born-alive measure. California and Vermont will ask voters if they want to codify abortion rights into the state constitution. Democrats hope the issue will galvanize their voters in the midterms. President Biden issued an executive order today that would expand access to reproductive health care, including helping women travel out of state to receive abortions. The voters of Kansas sent a powerful signal that this fall, the American people will vote to preserve and protect the right and refuse to let them be ripped away by politicians. But without federal protections, abortion access remains a patchwork. And Kansas has actually become a destination for patients seeking care from states where the procedure is banned. And clinics like the one behind me are already seeing a rush of patients. Major. Caitlin Huey Burns, thank you. Kansas was among five states that held primaries last night, and CBS's Ed O'Keefe tallies the winners. Tonight, the Republican primary for governor in Arizona is too close is to call, but candidate Carrie Lake says it's over. We are so proud of our movement. We are so proud of the victory we have. The former TV anchor, supported by President Trump, is a leading voice among skeptics of the 2020 election results. We're going to take a sledgehammer to these damn electronic voting machines. Her opponent, Karen Taylor Robeson, hasn't conceded and also won't say whether President Biden won in 2020. The one thing I know for certain is the wrong guy is in the White House. Trump-backed election deniers like the GOP choice for Senate, Blake Masters, did well across Arizona Tuesday night. In the fight to oversee state elections as Secretary of State, Republicans chose Mark Fincham, who was in Washington on January 6th, and said he wouldn't have certified the 2020 results. Well, when, you, when you steal something, that's not really a win. That's a fraud. Elections experts are worried these types of candidates could be victorious in November. These election deniers in offices that oversee elections or have some responsibility for the democratic process in those states could work substantially to try to undermine that process and create chaos and confusion. 
In Michigan, former TV host Tudor Dixon won the GOP nomination for governor. She also won't say if Mr. Biden won. We have to make sure our elections are secure and what happened in 2020 doesn't happen again. Michigan Republicans also chose former Trump official John Gibbs over incumbent Congressman Peter Meyer, who voted to impeach the former president. Democrats ran ads touting Gibbs's far-right credentials, hoping he'd win the primary. The Gibbs-Trump agenda is too conservative for West Michigan. So why are Democrats doing this? Well, they believe in tight races they've got a better shot against Trump-backed candidates still questioning the 2020 results, like Gibbs. They've done this in a few contests across the country with mixed results and say they'll do whatever it takes to win elections. Major? Complicated politics indeed. Ed O'Keefe, thanks so much. Now to some breaking news. Indiana Congresswoman Jackie Walorski was killed in a head-on collision in her home state. The crash happened just after noon today on a state road near South Bend. The 58-year-old Republican was first elected to Congress in 2012 and represented Indiana's 2nd Congressional District. Walorski's District Director Zachary Potts and Communications Director Emma Thompson were also killed, along with the driver of the other vehicle. In a statement, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy said the news is devastating and called Walorski a dear friend who always put others first. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi ordered flags at the U.S. Capitol to be flown at half-staff in Walorski's memory. On the weather front, severe thunderstorm watches are up for the next several hours across five states as strong storms roll through the Midwest. Record heat is headed to the northeast tomorrow with highs in the upper 90s from D.C. to New York and feels like temperatures in the triple digits. In Kentucky, deadly floodwaters began to recede, giving us a closer look at the devastation left behind, especially in remote areas. The death toll remains at 37. The number of those unaccounted for has fallen to three. Justin Michaels from our partners at the Weather Channel is on the scene. In the small town of Neon, Kentucky, devastation and destruction can be found everywhere. We're used to some flooding and some water up in the street, and we can deal with that. But when it gets 10 or 12 feet in the street and takes out every single business, it has impacted everybody's life. After the floodwaters receded, as much as two feet of mud covered nearly every street and building here, including the only pharmacy in town. Now, everyone is pitching in, trying to clean up. I don't think they'll ever get back to the stage that they were before this disaster happened. Tom King has lived in Neon his entire life. His auto collision shop has been in the family for 66 years. It was destroyed, flooded under nearly 10 feet of water. What do you personally need for your business? Uh, I don't know where to start at. I honestly, I don't know where to start. I don't, you know, I've lost everything I had. My whole livelihood's gone. Many roads and bridges are still impassable here, but residents in McRoberts, Kentucky, took matters into their own hands, banding together to build this makeshift bridge since it is the only lifeline to get in and out of town. I thought it was going to be months before I could even get out of here. All of our community came in together and we, we got it done. But as the cleanup and rebuilding slowly begins, Governor Bashir says the threat isn't over as dangerous heat is expected this week. Biggest concern for today and tomorrow is the weather. It is very, very hot. A bit of concern. There is more rain forecast this weekend. And as for McRoberts and their makeshift bridge, if that washes away and there is some concern for that, they'll simply rebuild it again. Major? Justin Michaels, we thank you. 
Now to the fallout over House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's high-stakes visit to Taiwan. She left the island today. CBS's Nancy Cordes reports China's saber-rattling over that trip is escalating. Speaker Pelosi left Taiwan this morning, but the Chinese have not let it go. Those who offend China will be punished, they warned, as they vowed to launch live-fire military exercises in the waters encircling Taiwan starting tonight. We are prepared to manage what Beijing chooses to do. Taiwan is a self-governing democracy and America's ninth-largest trading partner. But Beijing considers the island Chinese territory and has long discouraged Taiwanese engagement with foreign governments. They didn't say anything when the men came. <laughs> Pelosi mocked China's reaction in an appearance with Taiwan's president. But there are certain insecurities on the part of the president of China as to his own political situation that he's rattling a saber. I don't know. As she spoke, China sent more than 20 fighter jets into Taiwan's air defense zone, prompting Taiwan to scramble its own jets. China also suspended some imports of fruit and fish from Taiwan. In a letter, G7 leaders urged China to call off the economic coercion and aggressive military activity, saying it risks destabilizing the region. To drive the point home, the White House released this photo of President Biden, still in COVID isolation, discussing the issue with his national security team. What is the consequence for China if it does continue this behavior? We knew this was going to happen. We knew China was going to uh, behave in this way. Uh, again, it doesn't change our policy. White House officials have been asked repeatedly whether they believe that Speaker Pelosi's trip was worth the increased tensions. Wary of inflaming things further, all they will say is that she's the Speaker of the House and had every right to go. Major. Indeed. Nancy Cordes, thank you. The Gulf War is heating up with big name players now suing the PGA Tour. We'll be back with that story in 60 seconds. Tonight, a group of senators is calling on the Biden administration to invoke the Defense Production Act to increase production of monkeypox vaccine. More than 6,300 cases have been confirmed in the U.S., and that number is doubling every five days. Here is CBS's Nikki Batiste. Long lines in San Francisco as city health officials warned they would run out of monkeypox vaccines today. It comes as California's governor declared a state of emergency this week to help fight the outbreak, joining New York and Illinois. I thought that vaccines would be everywhere, testing would be everywhere, and I've just been really disappointed. Criticism like this helped prompt President Biden to name a national monkeypox response coordinator yesterday. This is a whole of government failure. It's not one agency. Yale epidemiologist Greg Gonzalez says reaction has been too slow. Should COVID have prepared us for this, or is this monkeypox outbreak compromising an already overwhelmed public health system? It's both. There's been this sort of nonchalance um, and malaise about the COVID pandemic over the past year or so, and now we're seeing it with monkeypox. More than 700,000 doses of the two-shot vaccine were shipped out Monday, bringing the total to just above one million. That's only enough for one-third of the gay and bisexual men the CDC says are high risk. But anyone can contract monkeypox. Some of my experience was the bumps on my face. 
Camille Seaton, the first woman in Georgia known to have contracted the disease, says she is using her social media to spread awareness. I may have been the first woman in Georgia to get it, but it's spreading like it's here. More than 25% of the nation's monkeypox cases are here in New York State. Medical experts say the virus is particularly dangerous to the immunocompromised pregnant women and children. So far, there are five known pediatric cases. Major. Nikki Batiste, thank you. Tonight, Phil Mickelson and 10 other players who joined the Saudi-backed Live Golf Tour are suing the PGA Tour. They claim the PGA broke antitrust laws by suspending them from tour events for playing on the Live circuit. Three of those players are also seeking a judge's order that would allow them to play in the PGA's FedEx Cup playoffs next week. The PGA said it plans to fight the lawsuit. Up next, an update on a boy paralyzed in a mass shooting at a 4th of July parade. And an Amtrak train smashes into a truck in Maryland. You won't believe the damage. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had, and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. There is breaking news from Rockville, Maryland. An Amtrak train heading from Washington, D.C. to Chicago collided with a flatbed truck, pushing it into another truck. Images from the scene show the damage left behind at the crossing. The driver of the second truck was taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. No one on the train was hurt. The accused gunman in that deadly mass shooting at a 4th of July parade in Illinois pleaded not guilty today. 21-year-old Robert Cremo is charged with killing seven people and wounding dozens. In court today, he said he understood the charges and potential penalty of life in prison. Cooper Roberts, an eight-year-old victim left paralyzed from the waist down, is beginning rehabilitation this week after seven surgeries. His twin brother, Luke, was hit by shrapnel. His mother suffered leg wounds. Equifax, one of three major credit reporting companies, admits it sent lenders incorrect credit scores for hundreds of thousands of people applying for home and auto loans this spring. The company says the problem was caused by a, quote, coding issue. For about 300,000 people, the errors were significant enough that some may have been wrongfully denied credit. Equifax says it's working with customers to determine the impact of this error, but it is unclear tonight what recourse those borrowers may have. Up next, cars get hammered by hail the size of grapefruit. An erupting volcano is putting on what can only be described as a spectacular show for tourists visiting Iceland. It's near the country's main airport, but so far, flights are not disrupted. A live video feed from the volcano shows lava flowing in the same area where it erupted for several months last year. 
Folks in Alberta, Canada are still cleaning up after getting pounded. We mean pounded by huge chunks of hail. Think of this. Hailstones reportedly the size of grapefruit hammered the area for 10 to 15 minutes. Dozens of cars were damaged, but thankfully there were no serious injuries. Meteorologists are checking to see if the size of the hailstones shattered a national record, of course, along with all those windows. And we'll be back very soon with the passing of an American broadcast icon. Sports fans are remembering longtime Dodgers broadcaster Vin Scully, who called some of the greatest moments in baseball history. CBS's Lee Cowan gives us the play-by-play -play on his remarkable career. There's been a lot of debate today about just which call was Vin Scully's best. In a year that has been so improbable, the impossible has happened. Little roller up along first, behind the bag, it gets through Buckner, here comes Knight and the Mets win it. Whichever is your favorite, they all had one thing in common. He was able to show that the game of baseball had the capacity to express our humanity too. What a marvelous moment for the country and the world. A black man is getting a standing ovation in the Deep South for breaking a record of an all-time baseball idol. But his real gift of announcing was knowing when not to announce at all. Personally, I would much rather hear the crowd than my own voice. It's very natural for me to shut up uh, upon occasion. <laughs> It's beyond remarkable he did it so well for so long, nearly 70 years. Here's my office. <laughs> Not a bad view. No. In his last interview with us, just a few years after he retired, Vin Scully seemed to know the end was near. And like any play, he called it just right. Where I am is where I belong, quiet, peaceful, and at home, far from the madding crowd. Lee Cowan, CBS News. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell and Major Garrett in the nation's capital, good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes Podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news and culture maker interviews and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.